everyone. My name is Peter Mason from the Tamarack North Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce. It's great to be here at Kings Point yet again with another Chamber of Commerce business. It's a pleasure to be here and I want to thank Raul and Sharon and, and um, everyone at Kings Point staff that allows the Chamber of Commerce to come here and connect you with local businesses. Now obviously with COVID-19, this is very important that we keep engaged with each other. So today, my guest from Bailey Memorial, Star of David, is Mr. Stephen Parker. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. Now, every Chamber of Commerce and every community has to have backbone uh, that they can rely on that are great ambassadors for community. And the funeral business is one of those pillars that we can always talk to very necessary, important role that they play. But I'm wanting to know a little bit more about the business and the day-to-day -day and how people get involved. So, Stephen, could you tell us um, where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I was uh, raised in um, a town uh, called Waukegan in Illinois, uh, kind of famous for uh, Jack Benny which a lot of people might know. Um, I went to Jack Benny Junior High, actually. Um, and then I've been uh, down here in Florida. I came down uh, for the great sunshine uh, in uh, 2006 and been here ever since. And have you always been in the funeral business or have you been in other industries? No, I, I did it as a career change uh, probably in 1997. Um, I had a very good uh, corporate job and I decided that uh, that wasn't for me and I had always been interested and intrigued by the funeral and cemetery. Um, so I decided uh, to go back to school. I went to mortuary school, um, uh, quit my job um, and went to mortuary school uh, right outside of Chicago uh, for one year straight. Um, and then you have to do an apprenticeship and then um, I've been in the funeral business since then. Interesting. You said you was intrigued. What what were the things that attracted you to the business? I mean, you know, everybody has some reason had their calling. What 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 was it about? I actually think I liked the look of the hearse because we lived very close uh, where I lived, uh, very close to a funeral home, and I'd always see the processions leaving the funeral home. I'd always see where the funeral director stopped traffic. And way back when, when I was a kid, you know, people would stop on a street when a procession went by and yes. they had respect and they would pull their cars over for the procession. And um, I always liked that. And I, I liked the uh, um, different uh, religions um, and the different um, um, things that people do, the pageantry of uh, the different cultures and funerals. It's always something different. Celebration of life, very important, very interesting, and you're right. All those different communities have their own methods and ways. Yes, they do. Uh, celebration of life has become uh, bigger. When I first got into the business, funeral was very cookie cutter. Uh, well, grandma and grandpa did this, mom and dad did this, and that's the way it is. Now people come in and they're asking for all sorts of different things. With COVID, it's changed a little bit. There's not as much... Uh, Lot, not as much they're able to do because uh, you are limited on the amount of people. Uh, you don't want to have 300 people at, at a funeral. 
Um, so it is kind of limited and, and uh, it has changed uh, the funeral industry by and large. That's interesting. Uh, before we, we, we talk a little bit more about the role of, of funeral homes in the community, I just want to mention that uh, Stephen Parker with his team will be here December 18th for the Chamber of Commerce Holiday Jamboree drive through So uh, we want to make sure you have your pens and paper ready. We want you to make a note of the date. It's between 11 and 1. And we want you to come along and we've got some exceptional Chamber of Commerce goodies from a number of sponsors and uh, Star of David, Bailey Memorial are one of those sponsors and we're going to have some goodies to take away for the residents. Yep, we're sure working on that uh, and uh, it'll be all uh, uh, safe for our seniors. Yes, excellent. And we're going to have uh, some music and holiday celebration and some, some a great lunch provided by one of our sponsors. Please do not miss out on the Chamber of Commerce drive through So Stephen, getting back to what we do in the community, you support the community more than any other company that I've known really. Tell us about the importance of supporting community and maybe mention a couple of events that you've done in the past and what you've, what you've got engaged with. Well, we definitely want to be involved and engaged with our community. Um, we're here to serve. We're not going anywhere. Obviously, our cemeteries are there uh, uh, forever, for whatever forever means. Um, so we're, we've been part of the community since the 70s. Star of David goes back way back when. Um, Bailey Memorial is a little bit newer. It's an extension of Star of David. Uh, we have Bailey Memorial over on Commercial uh, Boulevard. Um, and we're trying, we try to be involved in anything that we can be in the community um, so we can uh, meet our neighbors. Um, all of us live within the communities. Um, I have over, it's between Star David and Bailey Memorial, we probably have about 65 employees. So they all live within the community and we get to serve. Um, we're not able to do as many events right now uh, since, of, since the uh, COVID. Uh, but we're looking forward to maybe next year being able to get out in the community more and be more engaged uh, in a safe way. Excellent. And so I guess you're building trust and uh, you're building a relationship and you're profiling the standards of your company. And you mentioned you have 65 uh, people approximately. So day to day, what are those what are those people are doing? Uh, we have a variety. Uh, I mean, we have the maintenance man all the way to the funeral director, all the way to the uh, general manager, to our maintenance staff. Um, we have where we have folks that are coming in. Uh, they want to make pre-arrangements, so they want to get information. So they're going to meet with a family service counselor. We have uh, people that have just experienced a death. Well, now they're going to need to meet with a family service counselor. They're going to need to meet with a funeral director and handle the arrangements for their loved one. Um, so we have our admin staff that's in the background, we have our maintenance staff that's in the background, and, and it's very important that we all come together um, to serve that family to make sure all of their needs are met. Right, and uh, of course, a lot, a lot of that, you, you've got a team with experience, and I'd imagine that it's a very emotional um, time, and that experience need, can be counted on and can be drawn from when somebody comes in. Right, we're there to hold their hand and get them through that. Uh, by pre-planning, that helps a lot um, when folks take the time to pre-plan and that means you know paying ahead of time and uh, it takes away from emotional spending at, at the time of the death. 
Um, and it also lets people know what uh, your wishes were, what you want. Uh, did you want a church service? Did you want to go to the temple? Do you uh, want to be cremated, uh, buried, uh, entombed? Uh, it just puts it all and it takes uh, all the uh, guesswork out of what Peter wanted when Peter takes the time to prearrange. Right, and so somebody can come in, meet with a counselor, and pick out everything from colors to music to everything. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, there's some, some people will, uh, they plan very simple for themselves. Um, and the hope is that the, the family uh, or the spouse uh, that's left behind will uh, follow it. Uh, we have people that, you know, they pick out who's going to deliver the eulogy, um, what kind of food should be served for their uh, celebration of life. Uh, we've had some people that have, uh, with celebration of life, they've provided uh, money uh, for a uh, bartender and a bar. Uh, so some people uh, put a lot of thought into what they want. Some people are very traditional and, and still follow their, their traditions of their family and of their religion. Uh, but most people are going for it. Every, everybody always says, uh, when I die, have a party. Right. Well, a lot of people are doing that now. Right, so you actually engage with other facilities maybe. I know you've got a, a beautiful facility on Commercial uh, Boulevard, which uh, how many people can that handle for, for food and... Uh, right now, uh, the facility on Commercial Bailey Memorial, uh, the chapel, we're allowing 75 uh, people right now just to uh, be able to adhere to social distance to keep everybody safe and healthy. Um, if they want to have a celebration of life, we have an event uh, room, and right now that's between 35 and 40. And that seems to be what our families are comfortable with having. Um, a lot of people are not going out to restaurants still. A lot of people are, you know, taking takeout. Uh, we've offered to where they can send a lunch, boxed lunch, home with the guests that came for the funeral. Right, and so you mentioned 30, 40 people, but I know in some communities, um, you know, the passing celebration of life, people travel from all over. Correct. And there's a large number. What, what's the largest number of people that uh, you've dealt with well we we, we for a, a repass uh for our chapel there we've probably uh we've uh, served uh, 125 130 people uh, we just break down the chapel the main chapel and we can set up tables in there and then we have our event room also that we could but now with uh, the restrictions uh we kind of stick to the 35 40 people for a meal now uh I know a lot of people from the community uh, have been laid to rest on Bailey Road and uh, some people that people know in the community, former mayors and uh, people who've been very active, um, have they drawn bigger numbers and where do they go? Do, do they, how, how, does, how does a really large funeral take place where you, know, you see the horse and the carriage and how does that begin? Well, we, we, we've had some large ones. We have, uh, in my time being at uh, Star David and Bailey, we have laid to rest uh, police officers that were killed in the line of duty. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's just some large ones from the community. You know, they've either been a city commissioner or such. And um, at times we've had up to a thousand people. Um, unfortunately, we handled the, uh, we had uh, some of the young folks uh, that were tragically killed in Parkland. Um, that was very hard on um, the community at large, very hard on the families, and very hard on our staff. Um, 
and the tremendous outpour from the community um, that came to the funerals, we had up to 1,000 to 1,500 people. It took a lot of planning, um, a lot of long hours, and doing our best. Uh, sometimes with a large crowd, you just have to kind of go with the flow, and, and people are respectful, and, and people are going to follow what you ask them to do. Um, you can only have so much crowd control at a cemetery. So a thousand people paying respects to somebody, they're all in vehicles, let's say that's 500 vehicles. That's going through the city, there's motorbikes, there's flashing lights, there's every everybody concerned, involved with that, and then they've got a, oh, that must be a, a, an incredible thing to pull off. Um, it, it takes a lot of planning. Uh, funeral directors, uh, we're, we've, we're event planners also. Um, that is an event. Um, it's an important event uh, to celebrate somebody's life. Um, so there is a lot of detail that we have to pay attention to that uh, someone might not even think about. Right. So just tell us a little bit more about Bailey Road. When did that start and how, how big is it? And uh, you've got one side for, for Star of David and one side for Beverly Memorial. Uh, well, Star of David originally started out as Broward Memorial uh, way back in the early 70s as a non-sectarian cemetery. Uh, then um, uh, later on, the community uh, started to change and it became predominantly Jewish in the area. Um, so they did make it into a Jewish cemetery. We do have two gardens that were originally developed in Star of David under when it was Broward Memorial um, that are non-sectarian, so anybody can be buried there. Um, then uh, we extended uh, Star of David into Bailey Memorial next door, which used to be a strawberry patch uh, for people that have been around a long time. Um, and half of the cemetery is uh, for... Uh, Jewish folks to be laid to rest, and then the other half is for non-sectarian to where anybody can be laid to rest there. Um, we used to actually own the property where the Walmart is on McNabb, um, but that got sold uh, as time went on um, uh, through uh, business needs. Uh, so that's a little bit of history. Bailey Memorial opened, I believe, in 2005, 2006. I got to star David uh, in 2007. Wow, interesting. Interesting indeed. So um, you mentioned there was a tragedy, which I remember people at King's Point uh, were, you know, had some social gathering to, to talk about that. I attended one by the pool after the Parkland tragedy. So you mentioned great stress, and you're in an industry where you see some unbelievable things happen. How does somebody in your industry decompress? Um, our company does offer an assistance uh, helpline for our associates, uh, which is very good that you can reach out to. Um, a lot of times we just uh, talk to one another, um, share, share our uh, thoughts or, or stories. Uh, it is, uh, we cannot get too emotionally involved due to the fact that we would be no good to a family if we get too emotionally involved. Uh, there are always going to be the ones that, you know, pull at your heart, uh, weigh heavily on you. But if we get too emotionally involved, then we, um, we're we not going to serve that family well. But if, you're, if you don't show some type of emotion or empathy 
uh, then you might need to be looking for a different job if you if you don't have that in, that fire in you anymore. Right. So managing the team, sixty five, dealing with all the uh, things that the industry bring along. Um, I I know that, uh, and I've read that most satisfying industries that you can work at. One of them is the funeral business. Another one is hairdressing. I guess there are some reliefs that the interaction with the hairdressing, I guess. And um, I think the funeral business, you get to have a sense of every day is a blessing. You never know when. And uh, right. uh, it brings a certain attitude to your way of life. And I, I've seen this team actually really get involved with the Chamber of Commerce, uh, helping small business, planning events. Uh, they, they get involved, and, and, and all I can say is they're a magnificent pillar uh, to the community. And Stephen is going to be the Chamber of Commerce chairman in 2021. Um, being chair of a business organization going into COVID, we don't, know, we don't know what to plan. We've been planning Taste of Tamarack, and we've been planning uh, events in the ballroom here at Kings Point. We've all got a pivot, right? So... Mm-hmm. We definitely do. Uh, everybody needs to uh, think outside the box. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, we have to reinvent ourselves and find different ways to reach people. Um, we did the same thing with the, with uh, COVID and the funeral business. Um, instead of having people come in to make arrangements, we were doing web, we have done WebEx, we've done DocuSign, so folks can uh, be able to sign all the paperwork that needs to be signed. So many times we were not meeting people until the day of the funeral. Sometimes for pre-arrangements, we weren't meeting anybody. We were doing WebEx and uh, people felt very comfortable with it because they were able to do it from the safety of their home. But we had to pivot very quickly when uh, the lockdown came and, and, and businesses were being closed and obviously we were an essential business, but we had to figure out how to do business differently. Right, and speaking of the lockdown, everyone was affected and. I'm sure people are still being very, very uh, careful uh, being inside for long periods of time. So if someone passed away, it was uh, 10 people at one point. Uh, at one point, it was 10 people. and There was a lot of folks that were not uh, able to come. So uh, here came uh, Facebook Live, uh, Zoom. Uh, so people from all over could attend the services. So as we know, technology is running away with everything in, in, in the business world. And it's even affected... The funeral business and you know in a way thank goodness it has been able to reach and you people have been in, been able to attend in some kind of format during the lockdown and we, we don't know if another lockdown is going to come along so but you, you're prepared and planned correct and uh, we just have to basically go along with uh, what uh, our consumer is asking for what the family wants and a lot more people are comfortable it's hard because you know uh, Florida is pretty much a transient society. Uh, nobody's really here from Florida, so we have a lot of folks that, you know, uh, uh, have family. Uh, the children live in uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. So a lot of people are uh, the fear of flying right now, uh, you know, because they don't want to get sick, which is understandable. So we've uh, figured out a way to where everybody can participate in some form or fashion. Well, having known Stephen a number of years, I just know that his organization is very well run. And there is, um, uh, if you have anything related and that just outside of the whole process of somebody who passes, 
Uh, Stephen, would you like to give a number out to for someone to call? Sure. Um, you can always look us up, but uh, our phone number at, uh, for Star David and Bailey Memorial is 954-722-9000. Uh, we're there generally from 8 to 5, but our phone lines are always answered. We have an answering service. And that our answering service can always contact a director that's on call each night or a family service counselor if you, uh, the need arises. Right, so if anyone has, unfortunately, going through that, they can call anytime. Anytime, and, and we're here for you. Um, and just somebody that might just have simple questions or they might think the, the question is silly. We don't, we don't consider anything to be silly, and we're here to provide information. Right, and would you like to give out that number again one more time? Yes, it's 954-722-9000. Stephen, I want to thank you very much for coming out today, and I'd want us to close, and and uh, you want to invite everybody to come out on December 18th? Yes, I, I, I hope to see everybody. I'll be out here, and uh, I'll have one of my family service counselors with me, Angela Price, uh, who's uh, been involved heavily here with uh, Kings Point when we have the events. Uh, we were here for last year's. Uh, jamboree which was uh, really fun and uh, could be a little bit different this time around but uh, still to be able to see uh, uh, faces and well with the masks not so much faces but well, we'll, we'll give a wave yes so please remember everybody December 18th your local Chamber of Commerce will be here at Kings Point doing the drive-through there's gonna be plenty of plenty of giveaways we're gonna make some surprises we're gonna be doing some uh, dancing, maybe dancing in the car, but we'll be dancing outside. Uh, come along, have lunch on the Chamber of Commerce, come and meet our sponsors, and let's make a really good holiday event for everyone. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for coming out today. We've learned a little bit about the funeral business, and uh, Chamber of Commerce is here for everyone. Thank you. Thank you.